Hi, and welcome to Device Week, a podcast from MedTech Insight. I'm Managing Editor Elizabeth Orr, and I'm joined this week by Senior Writer Fridos Al Farouk, who many of you know as Danny, and Executive Editor Sean Schmidt. The big news today is the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package passed by Congress this week and signed into law by President Joe Biden on March 11th. What can you tell us about how the package will affect the device world, Danny? Thanks, Elizabeth. As listeners may be well aware, the COVID-19 relief package was a major campaign promise that Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris uh, had made during the 2020 presidential race. But after the election, the bill continued to face strong opposition from Republicans, despite the fact that majority of Americans supported it. Obviously, the key components of the $1.9 trillion bill included a one-time $1,400 check to the overwhelming majority of Americans and a $300 add-on to unemployment benefits. The package also includes billions of dollars to buy and scale up vaccine production and distribution. But in the midst of all this, there are also key elements that specifically affect the medtech industry including $46 billion for coronavirus diagnostic tests and tracing efforts, and $2 billion to buy COVID-19 tests and testing supplies, as well as personal protective equipment for frontline healthcare workers. And how does this bill differ from the original package that the administration proposed back in January? Well, the proposal went to the House and Senate Reconciliation Committee, and they hashed out the details in early February before sending to the Senate and then the House. The final package doesn't really look all that different from the original proposal, but there are a couple of major changes. For example, it doesn't include a $15 minimum wage, and the unemployment benefits were tightened a bit in the final bill. The medical device industry, however, doesn't think those components really affect it, so it doesn't have a view on those issues either way. And when you say the device industry, you're really talking about Advermed. You were on a press call with them and asked them about the package. What did they have to say? Yeah, I was on this press conference with AdvoMed CEO Scott Whitaker and their new chair, Mike Minogue. It was meant to be about what Minogue hopes to accomplish in his tenure, but I used the opportunity to ask about the bill. Basically, AdvoMed says they are happy with the bill, which they helped write based on their conversations with the Biden administration and lawmakers. They were most happy about the tens of billions that are going to help ramp up diagnostic production and go toward developing new diagnostic tests. The bill also includes money for increased production of personal protective equipment, extra dollars to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to review COVID-related products, and also for inspections. And it also includes money for the use of telehealth to treat behavioral health needs, as well as dollars for hospitals to treat Medicare patients. One other thing I think is worth noting is the final package does include some provisions that could help smaller medtech companies. For example, the legislation includes $5 billion for businesses to get a tax reimbursement if they made less than half a million in 2019. Since the overwhelming majority of medtech firms are smaller companies, this may be a lifeline for at least some of them. Thanks, Danny. It'll be interesting to see what ultimate benefits legislation ends up having for this industry. Now let's switch gears and talk about a radically different topic, device irritation testing on laboratory-grown human skin. Sean, you recently wrote a story for MedTechInsight.com about a new standard from the International Organization for Standardization, or ISO, that tackles this topic. Please unpack it for us. Sure. In January, ISO published the standard ISO 10993-23, which nudges device makers away from irritation testing on animals during trials and instead urges such testing on lab-grown skin. 
also known as in vitro reconstructed human epidermis, or RHE. The new standard includes an RHE test model that can replace old-school animal tests that have been used for decades. This new irritation standard is part of the ISO 10993 set of standards that gives manufacturers tools to assess device biocompatibility and to manage any associated risks. Now, one of the interesting things about ISO 10993-23 is that it marks the first time irritation has been separated from sensitization in the series. Before it had its own standard, irritation was included in part 10 of the set called Tests for Irritation and Skin Sensitization. ISO 10993-10 was first published in 1995 and updated in 2002 and 2010. Part 10 is currently undergoing a revision to strip out any mention of irritation. So, what type of medical device is covered by the new irritation standard? For this story, I spoke with Thor Rollins. He's Director of Toxicology at Nelson Laboratories, and he's also a member of ISO Technical Committee 194, and that's the group that oversees the ISO 10993 set of standards. He told me that this new standard on irritation, Dash 23, covers all types of devices that directly or indirectly come in contact with a patient. A direct contact is anything that directly touches the patient's skin, tissue, or blood, while an indirect contact could be things like fluid or gases coming through the device and touching the patient. So what's the big takeaway for manufacturers when it comes to this new standard, Dash 23? Well, the obvious takeaway is that irritation is now the subject of its own standard, which means companies will now have to reference that new standard when preparing product submissions. But Rollins said the more meaningful takeaway is the move away from testing on animals and toward testing on this RHE lab-grown skin. You mentioned that the Dash 10 standard, which included both irritation and sensitization, is being updated. How long will that take? Rollins told me it could take four or five years before ISO 10993-10 is fully updated and revised to include language around in vitro testing – But in the meantime, ISO Technical Committee 194 is working to put out a revised Dash 10 to separate out the parts on irritation, which are now housed in the Dash 23 standard. ISO is expected to have that updated standalone Dash 10 standard on sensitization ready for industry by the end of this year. Interesting stuff. I know there's much more to this story, but we'll let listeners check that out online now at medtechinsight.com. Thanks, Sean. Listeners, you can check out these stories from Sean and Danny online now at medtechinsight.com. And for all the latest medtech policy and regulation news and analysis, you can follow us on Twitter at medtech underscore insight. For now, thanks for listening. 